This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is brought to you by Fisher Skis. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Adam Jabber. This is the Out of Bounds Podcast. And today we have the lovely people from Charcuterie on the podcast to talk about all things charcuterie and skiing. What the business looks like, kind of how it goes from there. And, uh, and I'm really excited to share this one with you. It actually was really fun. I wasn't sure how we were going to talk about cheese for 30 minutes, but... Apparently, it's a lot easier than you think when uh, when a bunch of these things connect together. So, hope you guys enjoy the conversation. This was a really fun one for me. So, enjoy. Before we jump into the show, we have a couple partners that I'd like to tell you about today, including Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada makes the best beers in the world, but also the best non-alcoholic product in the world. They've got some new stuff coming that I can't tell you about just yet. That'll be out probably sometime in November, but right now you can go get Hop Splash, which is completely alcohol-free, calorie-free, everything-free. I mean, it is, it's basically like a seltzer that smells like a beer that goes down super, super easy, and it's been my favorite go-to drinking item this summer. Um, it has been for some time, so... Go check out SierraNevada.com and get yourself some Hop Splash. You do not need to be 21 to drink this product because it is non-alcoholic. But while you're there, if you're over the age of 21, check out all the new offerings from Sierra right now. Also, Fisher Skis has a whole bunch of new stuff coming out for 2023-2024, including an unreleased, very limited run ski that we will be doing a little project on coming up soon. It is... uh, I don't even know if I can tell you yet, but whatever. It's cool. It's really cool. In addition to that cool thing that I can't really talk about just yet, Transalp is completely redone, revamped, and it is the best touring ski on the market right now for my money. Super fun. It's energetic. It's a touring ski that's lightweight that you can still actually go skiing on. So check out the brand new Transalp in stores very, very soon, if not already. And obviously, the new Ranger line, same as last year, award-winning. The thing crushes it. Like, that's that's kind of the, that's the bread and butter of the Fisher line. Um, so, if you have Fisher questions, hit me up, adam at outofpodcast.com or visit, visit, visit fishersports.com and uh, get all the info you need there. And without further ado, here is Sharkudiski. Why don't you guys tell people who you are, a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then we can kind of take it from there. Okay, cool. Um, my name is Kara Pizzuti. I run the Charcuterie Instagram account and kind of the whole thing um, as we try to leverage what we have so far and turn it into an opportunity for people to get outside more and eat out of the lodge and save a buck here, have some fun with their friends. So just trying to spread our mission officially and our business statement is to just spread good vibes um, and make eating and skiing a little bit more accessible to people. Um, yeah. So that's me. Yeah. And I'm EJ and I also work with Charcuterie Ski. Most of the stuff that I work on is more graphic oriented stuff and exploring opportunities outside of that. Sick. How, how did this start? Like where, where did you guys kind of come up with the idea? How did this kind of like grow into an actual thing? 
So our friend Jesse, who is currently, and by currently, I mean at this very second, or else I'll be very mad at him working on our website, um, is it was his idea when he was out with a couple friends in Colorado and he was then road tripping out um, with another friend to come out to Utah. So those two friends, Nick and Jesse, were like, oh, we did this fun thing. We like put grilled cheese, or not grilled cheeses, but they toasted peanut butter and jellies and brought them out with them and ate them off their skis and then we went out when they came out to Utah. We went, got a huge spread um, and ate some cheese and crackers off our skis in the middle of centennial trees at Deer Valley and had a great, brought a speaker and had a great time. And um, then every one of us posted like about it on our stories that day. And my cousin who lives in LA, so obviously she knows what she's talking about when it comes to aesthetic things, <laughs> uh, said, you guys should make an Instagram account out of this. And literally in the lift line, we're like, what do we call it? What do we call it? Charcuter, char, And we just were like, as like one pair of us is loading the lift and the other one is, is down backwards. And then we made our first post in our, the hot tub that night. Um, and then, yeah, it just has kind of been snowballing from there, figuring out how to turn a stupid idea that people like looking at and like doing themselves into something that is, I mean, both profitable, but also encouraging other people to do it themselves and, you know, offering a alternative to paying $24 for an overheated, over reheated cheeseburger or, you know, whatever is just so insane in the lodge these days. Yeah, and I think a lot of this was more born out of a response of COVID with, you know, everything being reservation-based. So you had to, you know, book your ticket at the beforehand, and then you had to get your reservation at the lodge. And I think for a lot of us, we just wanted to be outdoors with our friends and adding all of these additional deterrents, honestly, of getting out and going to skiing was kind of a bummer for us during COVID time. And I think we found a way of how do we make this work in a way that we can be with our friends without having to take up so much space in the lodge, how we can be outdoors, how we can be safe. And then I think it spurred from there of also an understanding of how resort skiing is moving towards being these huge profit margins and this understanding of, you know, you're spending thousands of dollars sometimes just like with between rentals, between ski lessons and mm. booking your lodge reservation and all of these items of finding these innovative yet simple ways that we can incorporate the just essence of skiing of just being outdoors being with friends sharing a meal and that's really mostly what charcuterie ski is about is just these simple moments that we capture with our friends and family yeah i like that a lot i mean it's it's funny the ski industry has this like crazy obsession with snacks whether it's true, it's, it's like the best content that anybody puts out sometimes. It's really funny to me. Yeah. I mean, I we're very simple people. We like to, <laughs> our likes to burn and then beer and eat something. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. How, okay. So here's the maybe more difficult question is how do you make this into a business? How have you guys made like a profit on this at all? How, what is kind of next steps for this thing? So right now we have three revenue streams that we're working on. Uh, the first of which is just like sponsored posts on the Instagram. So, you know, getting samples from 
some company and trying their product. Um, and you know, we are now at the point where we have an Instagram following where people are would pay us money to do that, which is so crazy to me that I never ever saw myself as being like, I hate the word, but an influencer. <laughs> and it's the worst. People- <laughs> Trust me, that's, it is the worst. Um, so that's one. Um, and then working on merchandising and products. So, you know, like collapsible cheese knives that you can keep in your bag. Maybe that mm. like, look like skis, um, like bento boxes for transporting right. charcuterie materials. Um, so, you know, like more practical stuff, but then also a merch line of just charcuterie ski stuff. So we're working on building that out. Um, it's up on Redbubble right now, which is linked in our bio and we're migrating it over to our new website um, once that's done. And then the third and the final is kind of the bread and butter or <laughs> cheese and crackers of our <laughs> sorry that was That's so terrible <laughs> I like that you laughed before anybody else laughed because <laughs> I knew so I just bad. I knew how bad it was but yeah. once you know how bad it is you have to put it out into the universe you can't be yeah. the only one that heard this stupid thought <laughs> so thank you everyone for suffering with me um and then our bread and butter offering is charcuterie ski as a service, which is, you know, we'll go to your house at the, at the base of town lift and PCMR. We'll meet you in the parking lot. We'll meet you at the lodge and we'll do the grocery shopping, cut all the cheese, set everything up for you and uh, supplying it. So that's definitely where the majority of our revenue has been coming from. Um, And it's fun and it's pretty simple. Like you can, sometimes if people want you to hang out with them, sometimes you just go ski. It's just, Nice to be outside and make a couple couple extra bucks. Are you guys people people? Like, do you like people? Like, this is <laughs> like the kind of gig that you have to do if you actually enjoy being around other humans. Yeah, and I think part of us is like, we are people people, and being around other other humans is always fun. But I think that's also just the nature of, like, our generation too is a lot of our friends we've met skiing and like that would be Mm. the first time and you know a lot of these times we're just being outdoors i think the idea of being a people person in a business context versus being in a recreational context is very different i think like most of our interactions we have at these ski resorts even if they're few and far between are it's always something exciting especially after last season a lot of it was just hooting and hollering through the woods people are just happy to be out and then they come across us you know in a weird clearing and they're like are you guys <laughs> eating right now like is this where you're having lunch it's like yep and so i think that sort of interaction makes it a lot easier i guess than just being a normal people person you know we're not out there being used car salesman people person. We're just kind of around and in the area and we're always happy to invite people over, enjoy doing the same thing we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. You mentioned like starting this around COVID time and I think people have always been looking for ways to not spend as much money on food at the resort because it's always been ridiculous. And especially at some of the other places, like some of the bigger places, Vail, Park City, those kind of places, you're spending, you know, 60 bucks for two people for lunch. Like it, it, yeah. it's beyond insane. It, the When you said that, the first thing that I thought of was Alex Kaufman, like the month or something before COVID started, he was 
just like i'm not gonna pay for lunch for all you guys He's like i'll take you out <laughs> give me a ticket i'll buy i'll buy lunch and we were like okay like and this is the cheapest man i've ever met in my life <laughs> so i was like there's no chance he's actually gonna buy us lunch on hill at vale and uh i was right he didn't buy us lunch what he did <laughs> Uh, talking about creative solutions here was he went around and he pretended to be bussing tables. So he would go up to people and just be like, Hey, uh, I'll take your plate for you. All good. And he would get clean bowls and he would just stack chicken fingers, cookies, just like oh, rice God. bowls. It was everything. I mean, he fed six or seven of us, I think just by doing it. So <laughs> It's and it's kind of gross, and he does it with his kids too, which I feel like is a little bit of a stretch. But I mean, he's not taking the ones that have bites out of them. But still, you got people <laughs> stuff, throwing their napkins on top. It was it was a very bizarre thing for me. But I I think to your point, people have always kind of looked for a more creative way to figure out how to eat on the hill and not just like pack a sandwich. I mean, there's obviously that is a very easy way to do it, but. Yeah. It's uh, it's difficult. Lodge space is hard hard to get. A lot of places now you can't even go sit in the lodge to eat. You have to reserve a spot ahead of time. Even still, post COVID, it's it's just how it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My I have a very vivid memory going out west for one of our first trips. My sister and I grew up skiing in Vermont, so you know hadn't really experienced very many powder days at this point in our lives, mm. and it's just like it's blizzarding in Vail, uh, whiteout conditions. We've never seen anything like it. And our uncle that we went out to visit is like, we're eating our sandwiches on the chairlift. And my mm. sister and I are, I think seven and eight at the time, just crying hysterically, <laughs> eating our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> on the lift. Can't even see our sandwiches. It's snowing so hard. Just shaking, quivering in our boots as our, as my dad and our uncle are like, top it up girls, it's free refills. <laughs> there is such a balance between doing that paying $60 for lunch for two people somewhere in Park City and yeah. you can still have a great time and save money. Um, yeah. Get yelled at by your dad and your uncle. <laughs> yeah. What, where do you guys see this going long-term? What does is, what is that model look like as you start to roll this thing out more and more? Mm -hmm. My dream, I think, is to operate it sort of as a, in a, franchise kind of way and offer this like as a service through ski resorts um mm. and just go and take groups out and set them up and you know have it advertised on their websites um yeah and just like encourage people i i think one of the um realities of charcuterie ski is that you know you can't give ski lessons on a ski resort and nor can you sell your own food on a ski resort. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that the only way to really see it expand and make it accessible to everyone would be to go through the ski resorts. Um, so we've mm -hmm. done a couple that have been through the resort, um, or through like a women's group at the resort or, you know, some kind mm -hmm. of affiliate. Um, and those have definitely been my favorites because a, they're enjoyed by more people. Um, so it like spreads the idea and just the good vibes, but also because it's helping to form those relationships that we have with the resorts and, and their parent companies. Um, mm -hmm. So I see it, uh, I don't know. That's where I definitely hope that we're going. Um, yeah. And just encouraging, you know, more people to get out and do it and not have to 
fight over a table in a stuffy lodge and go, you know, table to table. Are you guys getting up? Are you guys getting up? And yeah. just getting outside of that whole, um, I don't know. I hate that part of it because <laughs> yeah. I hate <laughs> like that. Uh, so that's where I see it going or hopefully. Yeah. And I think there's also kind of an inevitability with the business of understanding that there is a point when obviously someone can just go do it themselves and that maybe they don't send us a picture. Maybe they do. It doesn't matter. I think the point being for us is more in like sort of a grand scheme and goal wise of our business is an understanding of the different options that you have. And it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be sort of like, you know, you get your pass, you go to the lodge. Like there's an understanding of how can we sort of migrate as more people are filling up these resorts, more people are going outside, you know, how can we start migrating the idea of innovative solutions as well as simple solutions that are more cost effective for people? Because I think, you know, as we're, you know, we're both based in Park City, I'm a local and, you know, growing up, you just kind of see how it's going and you see the prices start Mm -hmm. going up and you can start seeing how this starts to get just a very privileged sport and a privileged recreation. And I think, our overall goal is obviously grow our business, but get a better understanding of there are options out there in the world that don't have to have such a big price tag. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a, we're in a very interesting spot. I think with the, with the industry as a whole right now, everything's expensive and very like there's not more snow coming necessarily. Like we get what we get. We have this resource that is, very suspect, I guess. And I, I, I'm interested to see how the next couple years go as far as resort skiing, but I feel like, and we've seen this for the last four or five years, at least where backcountry skiing is completely blown up. How much are you guys planning on doing with the backcountry sector? Does that matter to you guys? Cause that to me, like you ask me where I would set this up, it would be in the backcountry. Like that's where I see it naturally more often. Yeah. My favorites are the ones that we tour into. Um, but I am quite lazy. Um, <laughs> and I don't like that. I can't carry everything that I want to have and feed as many people as I possibly can just by me and my pack alone. Um, but I do like, I really do like, um, in going in the back country, we had a group of friends who on 4th of July went up to Maine shoot at Alta and Thanks. set up a red, white, and blue one. It was, it was super fun. And like, those are definitely the best ones and the best vibes and the best views. Um, and also just like the safer ones too. We're very, mm just about where we set up when we are in resort and making sure that, you know, no one can come barreling over overhead of us. Like we always make sure that we set up skis in an X wherever, you know, whatever flat clearing we find in the trees. Um, Mm -hmm. So not having to worry about that um, in the backcountry is nice and backcountry skiing is just exploding. Um, I've, I've reached out to backcountry magazine um, to see if they might be interested in, having us interviewing with us, but I mean, you have to, it just makes sense. Like they just go together. Yeah. yeah. I also think with backcountry skiing, and I think something that the ski industry in general has to be more concerned of is like, obviously it's blowing up, but it's mm-hmm. maintaining that sort of growth while also being able to present it in a safe manner. And it's, you mm-hmm. know, at the same point in time, you know, with, we've been seeing it with some of the Southern Utah 
resorts and not necessarily resorts, but national parks of like you see Angel Landing and it's becoming unsafe because of how many people are there and people aren't necessarily mm -hmm. portraying that. So we have to be careful as our company and the ski industry in general showing these accessible ways with backcountry, but also being able to know the safety concerns that come with it. And it's like, obviously, yes, go out there. But I think there's a way you have to also be able to portray it that shows the safety. So we worked with, um, what was the backcountry app that we worked with? Oh, Backtrack. Yeah, we worked mm -hmm. with Backtrack and created a reel of understanding how Sharkuski fits in with the general safety of the backcountry atmosphere. Yeah. It's really cool. They have like nine different types of overlay maps, like including sun exposure and slope angle, obviously. So yeah. before we even set out for our tour, we were like, based on this information that we have available to us through the Backtrack app, this is exactly where we want to go. And then toured up to there. It was our first time going to this place, got exactly to our location. And we were like, this is ideal. Yeah. And so it's a no overhang anything. Yeah. So it's working with things like that of understanding, like how does charcuterie mm. fit in with just like the general things without just presenting charcuterie as if we just like went out for a little hike and this was a safe area. And it's, yeah, yeah it's changing the whole sphere around it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's probably good opportunities to like mix something like this into some backcountry education, some avalanche education. That, that's been the nice thing about the growth of backcountry skiing over the past few years is people are actually making sure that they're constantly talking about the education, the experience, finding good partners. So, uh, I mean, what, what would fit better in that kind of teaching setting or that kind of learning setting than something like this? Yeah, we brought a small, small snack to our group um, but it helped that four out of the six of us in our Avi one were already friends who had charcuterie skied together. Yeah. So we brought a little one into our Avi one. And then one of our other friends did when he took his the next winter and he was like, everyone's going so crazy over it. He just whipped out his <laughs> big box of cheese and crackers. Like I got an idea for us. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're out there for like, Oh my gosh, we were out there for almost nine hours yeah. having an actual, being able to just sit and, chill yeah. and get to know the people that you're around was real i needed that <laughs> yeah. cheese and meats might get a little spicy i guess on after a long day i didn't <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever gotten a bunch of shit from people on resorts for just setting up like people that work at the resort or anybody there like that it's a very I imagine it's kind of a jarring thing to just be skiing in the trees and then rolling up on a bunch of people just eating meat and cheese in the woods. Yeah. I'm very, I'm like annoyingly safety conscious and making sure mm. like, this is not a good spot. We can't be seen for at least a quarter mile from here. We must move. And I'll just like ski around and, circles until I go until I find a good place um but I, we haven't had a single negative encounter with someone who came up behind right. us it was actually a, something that we posted I don't remember what it was but it was at the top of Jupiter in Park City yeah. so we're like we're I mean we had a boot up to it like it's, it's just this incredibly open area where no one can ski in on top of you but you know mm. people on the internet always want to make assumptions of what you're doing and what's going on um and just so many people this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen like how dangerous anyone can be on top of you and i'm like looking around in the video and we're at the highest point around us and i'm like I don't even dignify a response so not in person but of course on fucking internet yeah yeah that's uh that's got to be a thing that is tough to deal with sometimes i mean you run this brand that is very very positive and it's a thing that most people 
really like, but I imagine it's still annoying to see all the comments and the trolls and like th- that's what the internet is at this point mm-hmm. it's, it's i mean instagram is honestly not the worst but like if you go on tiktok and you post something and it starts to go a little viral all you'll see is just commentary that makes no fucking sense everybody's <laughs> an expert and it's just that's how it rolls yep yep that's just the the reality of the internet we also get a, a lot of people who make comments about like peeing on their skis and how they would never do that because they pee on their skis. And I'm like, you need to see a urologist if your aim is really that bad, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Very bizarre. I mean, people have all kinds of reasons for doing what they do, but it's, uh, yeah, bizarre choice on that one. <laughs> uh, favorite setups that you have seen come across your page so far, locations, styles. What, when you look at a post and you're like, that's, that's a good setup like that that's dialed what what does that look like i think for the one that's jumping into my head right now um i'm gonna look at it because i want to make sure that i i give them credit but it's a group that toured um up somewhere in tahoe Mm -hmm. uh sorry not tahoe in the tetons and across from the tetons because the tetons are in the photo um, and they're just like, it's during sunset, they have the split board and they probably won't be able to see it, but they put the ski yeah, yeah, yeah. across on the split board. It's just so awesome. Yeah, I It's think, so great. I think the things that we look at is like when we're looking through photos that people submit is like one, you know, how much food do they have? Cause if it's like just a small little thing, sometimes it can be cute, but sometimes it just kind of looks sad. And <laughs> I think we also look for view, um, we look to see if people are enjoying it. I think the content that we like seeing is, you know, when you see some hands sticking in there mm-hmm. and people actually interacting with it. And I like seeing happy people too. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. one of our, one of the people who also help with the account, um, he always does a big one with his friends and family where they just set up a ton and everyone's just around it. Awesome. I think, yeah, the people component always really fun to see. Oh, this is also a great one. This group toured to a hot spring in Japan. Oh, sick! That's <laughs> what the setup. That's I want to go to Japan, Justin. Like I can't think of anything better than sitting in a hot spring during a ski tour eating cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's rad. It's yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of opportunity to expand on this too. I think it's funny. Uh, probably eight, nine years ago now, like we had a clinic at the ski shop and Dina Star Rep decided that the move was to go to a sushi restaurant to have the clinic there. And all they did was just lay out all of the sushi on this like new ski that they were releasing. And that was like their promo in New England for a whole season. There's a lot of options, I think, to expand on this. Yeah. People like... Go Go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, what you were saying earlier is that, like, we like snacks. We are people who like to eat and who like to drink. And that's kind of the core values of a skier. In your mind, what is the classification for a charcuterie board? Like, what does that look like? What things need to be included for you personally? I mean, this isn't the law, but what do you (laughs) like to see on these setups? You have very specific ones. <laughs> That's when I when I pack. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when I pack, I have to have a Havarti. I have to have mozzarella. Um, Whoa, it's really only those two. But when I'm when I'm looking at people's submissions, I'm like a banana. That's so fun. I love it. 
there was a really we I, we posted one at the beginning of last season that had mini cupcakes on it and the people did not like it <laughs> so <laughs> not charcuterie <laughs> so for me i think it's a few cheeses definitely an olive if i can have some nuts i would like there to be nuts multiple <laughs> crackers and then like a, she loves speck so i always try to get speck um and what usually like salami pepperoni it's a type of like uh like salami it's a meat so it's okay. like there's like speck prosciutto i've learned a lot as we've gotten more, <laughs> more popular <laughs> of like there are five dollar cheese bins at the grocery store like those oh, are yeah. great and like <laughs> There's certain things that like certain prosciuttos that you know are good and like how long you can keep it around. And sometimes just like throwing in a random snack is really fun. Like we would throw in like lucky charms sometimes, (laughs) like whatever cereal was something fun. What's in the pantry that is like half empty that will fit in my backpack right now? Yeah, I love that. And then we pack that's it. just what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was kind of getting at. Is I think that should be the classification. Is like whatever you feel like eating on a board or on a pair of skis seems yeah. to fit the qualification for me. Also, fuck whoever didn't like mini cupcakes. Like that <laughs> is like a great add-on to go with all the like, savory stuff that you have going on already. Yeah, people just get very opinionated, and it's, it's so funny of what hill they're gonna die on. But if that's gonna be the mini cupcake hill, then it's a very small hill, yeah. but they can take uh, it. I saw people someone also- comment on a recent one that was just like, "What is this? The charcuterie board for ants?" Like, and I was like what? <laughs> I what is- but it's pretty good. How much food do we need to bring out with us, like just to set up a small lunch? Yeah, especially yeah. if it's only you and another friend. Like, you really don't need that much. No. Yeah. We no, have like, people love commenting, like, uh, excuse me, that's a snowboard. And I'm like, <laughs> good eye. Yeah. Very <laughs> clever. You figured that out. <laughs> I don't say no. Are you, are you guys doing anything for events this upcoming season? What do you have going on in the immediate future? We don't have anything lined up right now we kind of took the like after april especially with the winter that we had we have just been taking a few months off um so we're finally starting to ramp things back up and i'm going to be reaching out to resorts about you know doing some partnership work uh reaching out to brands about yeah doing collaborations we've Um, been we do like usually a couple meetups depending we'll have mm -hmm. some of our just like either friends or people we know host a charcuterie ski event on different mountains. Um, sure. We've also been working more this year on trying to get boxes set up of local brands. Um, so working with that and yeah, we'll just see where this season takes us. Sometimes a good idea comes in when we least expect it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year I would really like to get our calendar done by like November. Last year we were still adding things in February and that was yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. This whole industry is like that. That's, mm-hmm. that is what it is. Like people just pop that shit on you whenever they feel like it. Yeah. We were, we were doing some work with partnerships at, with powder. Um, and the director of partnerships was just kind of like, here, employees, this is for our event next weekend. Figure out how to incorporate charcuterie. <laughs> and they were like, cool. And cool. I was like, this normally happened? And they were like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time. Like, it's it's amazing for such a short season how people are completely unable to plan things ahead of time. <laughs> so, well, I guess you guys are in Utah. It's not as short as it is here. Like, New England seasons at this point are like January, like 
end of January through maybe March. And that's the ski season right now. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. My mom. You grew up with that. Yeah, I grew up with that. And my mom, every Christmas, because they go to their house in Vermont the week between Christmas and New Year's every year. And every year she calls me and she's like, Carrie, you should be here. And I'm like, how long did you wait in one lift line today, mom? <laughs> did <Yeah>. it rain? <laughs> yeah. I can't think of the last Christmas it didn't rain. At least like I'm in math, but like still like I, I can't remember the last Christmas that it wasn't pouring. Yeah. Yep. It's just out <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where can people find Charcuterie on the internet? How do people connect with you? Website? Like this is the plug. So like tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, so our Instagram is charcuterie. No R. People always like to say charcuterie. No R. Charcuterie. <laughs> TikTok is also charcuterie. Um, our website will be going live soon. Uh, we have a Redbubble page that is linked in our bio. Um, if you want to see what type of merch that we have. Um, and yeah, still working on building our email. If you have any ideas for partnerships, interviews, uh, any collaboration that you want to work on, merch charcuterie at gmail.com. Um, or you just always DM us on Instagram. Sick. Awesome. Thank you guys for the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Adam. Adam. <laughs>